You want to be hardcore, you want to be extreme. Well, if you're like the Sandman, then you're listening to the podcast Drunk Wrestling History, dudes. And please be drunk when you hear it. I kept Kleenex in business in the late 90s. Mike Austin might have fucked to knock his wife. But just say no to this pay-per-view. Wait, were you making a death joke? Told you we should have gone to the donkey show. Stop choking yourself. It's either death or defecation. Woo! What's up, Drunk Marks and Drunk Marquettes? Welcome to this week's episode of 205 Jive, the drunk wrestling history adventure that is designed to go easy on the liver. We got, uh, or, hmm, I'm, already, I'm already drunk. <laughs> Allow me to introduce myself. My name's Adam. I'm the designated host for this uh, drunken wrestling adventure. Of course, we also got drunk wrestling historians. This is Eddie. Step off. I'm doing the hump. And this is Scott, educating the masses one drink at a time. Uh, with said drinks, uh, you just mix them up. What do you have today? Well, we're both drinking uh, are the last two bottles of the Halloween Havoc beer by Drunk Wrestling History and Brewery Company. Well, we gave them a little something extra. We souped them up a little bit because they were really good, but they weren't as pumpkin-y as I wish they had been. So I added some pumpkin spice, which I used earlier in the pumpkin martinis. That foamed and up it, like a motherfucker, Yeah, it too. makes a difference. Yeah, it, was, it actually made a mess all over the place. But it, it gives us a nice scent. As you're drinking mm-hmm. the beer, so you get the pumpkin, and then you get the ale. It's delicious. Yeah, it helped a lot. It did. And in addition to those, we all have a Jello shot. Scott and I have the uh, Dreamsicle one. Adam has the non-alcoholic lemon one. Yeah, right. So, and, yeah, so pound in the middle of a blowjob. Yeah, Adam wanted to do the blowjob because I guess he heard about that. So I'll do a blowjob yeah. on the um, Jello shot right now. And let me just say, Adam, going above and beyond his host duties. Coming up with blowjob. With the offer to do the blowjob. Phenomenal. Yeah. I mean, we just passed a... Uh, uh, one year anniversary, try trying new things, and I think uh, this is also calls for a little celebration. The blowjob deserves the, these. The blowjob is our one year anniversary <laughs> gift from Adam. Officially, yes. All right, I'm gonna I, do it right now. I'm happy to happy to. Hey, you said oh, okay. For the record, you guys can't see this at home. Ed has literally taken his shot glass into his mouth and done an official proper blowjob. So that's so the fucking good, dude. Okay. Yeah. I'm not doing mine like that. I'll gag. Right. I will. Adam will. Beautiful. You see his tongue work? Yeah, no, I know. That guy can rim like a motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if only the jello was brown. <laughs> it's, it's some jello lingus over here. I right. <laughs> <laughs> Suddenly, this podcast is German. He did. Uh, he did good though. He he, he did. He took the full load. He did. He did. Any, Not on his chest though. Any around here, or are we good? No, you're clean. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta watch it getting into your goatee. Oh. <laughs> oh God, that second one. Okay. <laughs> Maybe I just don't do it as often. What am I talking about? I don't do it as often. All right. <laughs> so uh, we got those. Uh, shenanigans out of the way uh for this week's episode it was thrown to you the audience so uh just a simple reminder if you do not like this uh particular episode it's your goddamn fault your fault yeah keep that in mind 
this week uh, for our episode, this is Taboo Booze Day. If you remember uh, back in the days, I think there was just one pay-per-view of Taboo Tuesday, and then uh, there was the set of Cyber Sunday uh, pay-per-views, which were really, really fun to watch. Uh, we have uh, created the concept uh, for our show here, and uh, there was a Twitter poll on the Drunk Wrestling History Twitter feed. Again, uh, as a reminder, if you didn't get in on this and you want to follow us, and if we ever do this again, make sure that your voice is heard there, wrestling underscore drunk. This, uh, this particular set, uh, we had the following options. Uh, the three of us literally do not know who the winner is. We have vowed not to look at the results. We're going to find it out live, and we're just going to go into the episode. The four options were Daniel Pewter, MMA crossover fighter. We also have Zeus, the movie star. <laughs> and uh, in uh, WWF early 90s, we've got Eugene and a faction from 2000 to 2001, The Right to Censor, the famous RTC. So you can't see yet. So Adam has my phone because it's on my, uh, I run the Twitter account. You can't see, don't look at it. Oh. Does anyone want to guess who won? I already put my guesses through. I think Pewter got the lowest amount of votes. Okay. And I'm going to guess that Eugene won. Okay, what do you think, Adam? I think Zeus won. Okay. I'm going to go with you, and I think Eugene might have won. Who got the lowest? Right to censor, I think. Okay. But that was who Carissa voted for. Carissa thought that was really an interesting uh, uh, faction. Interesting She, she didn't see it. it. She never saw it. I explained to her what it was. Okay. And she actually thought it sounded actually pretty interesting, so that's what she went with. I'm sticking with Pewter as the low, okay. Eugene is the high. All right. Well, let's see the results, Adam. It's right there, right behind your iPad. Okay. Well hidden. It was, it was well hidden. It was right there. And, uh, oh my God. Actually, between four, that's kind of a, I wouldn't say runaway, but a really good gap. <laughs> that's what she said. She said it was like a clear winner, clear loser, and the two in the middle were like neck and neck. They, okay. they were. Do you want to go through all the results or just... Yeah, start, start from the lowest. From the lowest, with only 10% of the vote, goes to Daniel Pewter. Wow. All right. I figured as much, dude. Okay, okay. so okay. you're right there. Okay. okay. Uh, next one up with 24% was RTC. Hmm. And uh, in a close uh, gap with them, with 28% was Zeus. <laughs> all right. I think in, just in preparation <laughs> for this, I guess I watched him the most... Uh, to try to get ready for it. I'm but sorry. To, Who uh, did you guys no, want to win, though? Like, when you were looking at this list of four, you're like, okay, I hope this wins. Okay, I wanted Zeus to win because I thought it would be the funniest. Yeah. Then I started researching, and I thought Eugene and Pewter were much more interesting than I thought okay. they would have been. So um, I would still... Um, so you know me. I don't use Twitter as much as I used to. Like, I'm, I'm not even on... You had to hit me up, like... Dude, can you retweet this? Right, I, right. I'm just not on Twitter anymore. Yeah. Just based on the four names, knowing people like I know people, I just figured Pewter would have the least amount of interest. Yeah. Eugene being who he was to the world of wrestling yeah. would be number one. And knowing right. our listening audience, mm -hmm. I figured he would be the guy. Right, right, right. Yeah. yeah. That was a good call. In my hopes it would be Eugene or Right to Censor only because of most familiarity. And I was hoping yeah. Eugene and Zeus. We'll that see was... you. So we have a list of two hundred five jive topics, and one that Adam gave me a long time ago was right, right to censor. So that's why I put this on here. I was like, nice. okay, I'll put that on yeah. there. And they might be for um, a future at, episode. at some point. Yeah, yeah. Well, they ended up in the top in the, in the middle. So like, definitely, I would be open There's to doing interest. some more two hundred five jives about these. But 
anyway, enough of them. Let's enough get into them. Eugene. Eugene. Yeah, Eugene won. Congrats, Eugene. Eugene. Won. Yeah. What, the way that when he was introduced, he was on a hot streak. Eugene, clear winner of Taboo Booze Day. This week's episode is all about Eugene. Let's just jump into it. So Eugene was brought in. It was ridiculous, right? Eugene's a character that you couldn't have now. Uh, really, you would have to tread lightly. You'd have to really tread lightly. You can't really broach this subject with him? Yeah, I don't think you can. You can't treat him the way or that gimmick and style. I mean, even if it was an actual trait of his, he would still have to be de- uh, depicted as just a regular wrestler just in this uh, in this tough style. Maybe just visually you could notice this uh, detail about him. Okay, but let's turn off yeah. politically correct for a minute. Okay. I'm taking off my headphones because I was getting that echo again. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm going to turn off politically correct for a minute. Right. Eugene was quote unquote special. Oh, I thought you were going to say retarded. <laughs> no, no. Oh. <laughs> I mean, I turned off PC, but not all the way off. Oh, <laughs> yeah. okay, okay. Eugene was special. He was. He would be like special needs. You would call him. Yes. Right? And yeah. He was. He was a special needs wrestler, and he was competing against the main roster. I don't know how else to put it, like, without being derogatory, but he was a special needs wrestler. Right, right, right. And he was like a, it was like an idiot savant type situation, right? Where he was yes. a really fucking good wrestler. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right? Like, he couldn't balance a checkbook or figure out how to get to the arena on his own. Or how to tie his shoes. Or tie his shoes. He definitely didn't know how to put on a jacket because it was always on Inside Out. Exactly. Literally, every time. Which was Even a, with Regal's guidance, still couldn't do that. So I had that in my notes that Regal <laughs> took him under his wing but never told him how to put the jacket on. <laughs> Or maybe he didn't, it just didn't take. I don't know. <laughs> like, dude, we're good enough to win the tag team championship, but I'm not going to tell you how to put your jacket on. Right. Wouldn't it have been funny if you put the belt on inside out, too? <laughs> oh, that would have been great. <laughs> Missed opportunity. So they brought him in as Bischoff's cousin, nephew. Or, right. Nephew. And Bischoff right. was embarrassed by him. He didn't want to have anything to do with him. Which Vince, is horrible. Did, did Vince bring him in? I know, right? Bischoff was, yes. well, Bischoff was a fucking dick. But, and we're talking 05. Right. And Vince brought him in. But Vince was a dick, too, because he's like, I'm going to bring in your special needs nephew to embarrass you. Right. right? Exactly. So he's already are... treated like a pariah. Like, <laughs> and that's horrible. Right. Again, we said 2020, uh-huh. you ain't getting away with this shit. Mm-mm. This is definitely 0405 material here. Which is not that long ago, by it's the way. It's really not. <laughs> I mean, we're not talking about the 60s. It's really not. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, he was like out of it. He was very excited to be there. Very excited, right? Yes. He was like the most excited person you've ever seen in your life. I mean that that was a part of his like enthusiasm. Instead of doing a pose, he would literally wave to everybody. Right, right, and yeah. it was like it was like very childlike and endearing. Like you loved him for it. Yes, you and know. Maybe that was part of his appeal is that he was somebody that the audience could latch onto. Like he was truly a sympathetic character. Absolutely. Like how do you turn that guy heel? Of right. course the audience is going to love him. How do you boo that guy without being a total fucking asshole? Yeah. Oh no, you can't yeah. get booed like that. Yeah, he was going to get latched onto. Yeah. So it was insensitive on one hand, but completely face on the other. Right. There was no way he was going to get booed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No way. Right, so they put him with Regal, which Regal, I think, was a heel at the time, and I think Regal turned babyface. Yeah, like, he kind of opposed to it at first, like, oh, you're putting me it's with like, this cretin. Oh, uh, fuck. Right, right, but then, but he, then like, came grew, around. He grew on him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like, like perfect that. strangers. <laughs> yeah, like, Balky grew on his cousin. Right, Eugene was from Meepos. Right, he's from Meepos. Yeah. Right. 
Um, making Baba Bashkas. So his first match. So right away, but the crazy thing about Eugene was like right away they sort of made him a big deal because his yeah. first feud was with Coach. Right. His first pay per view match was against Coach, which that would probably be an excellent watch along. <laughs> I think it would right? be. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, but he had a whole thing with the coach where coach was going to like throw him out of the company and the rock came and got his back. Yeah. yeah. So really him. early on, he's in the ring doing with in a promo segment with the rock, yeah. which like, that's no joke. You know, right. it's, it's a big deal. That's to a be, big run right off the right. bat. To- yeah. I mean, exactly. you think about that on John Cena's first night, uh, backstage segment with the undertaker. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Stuff like that. So like, or facing angle and Cena's first match. Yes. Like that's a big, big deal. deal. You're given a huge rub there. So right away you bring in this character who's like sort of a joke, but you have right. him working with the rock, which was right. really crazy. Um, didn't they do training videos with him? Weren't there videos where he was being, like, uh, Briscoe was back there training him or am I thinking of someone else? I, I remember videos like that. I don't remember that. Dude. Okay. Maybe there this was is kind of a foggy era for me. Right. Yeah. Well, that is, really? yeah, that a lot of that, um, Ruthless aggression stuff was yeah. kind of. I have to really go back and look hard at a lot of yeah, the stuff. Yeah, because it all kind of seemed rammed together. Like, you yeah. were given two shows. You had SmackDown, you had Raw, you had your pay per views. Right. A lot of it is kind of mashed together for me, so I forget a lot of the smaller details. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe I'm making that up. Maybe I'm thinking of someone else. But then he goes right into a feud with Triple H. That's a big deal. That's a big fucking deal. Yes, so you're to have thinking, a SummerSlam match with him too. So that was their yeah. So that was like his next big match was Triple H at SummerSlam. So you're thinking they have big plans for this fucking guy. You right. don't get because Triple H at this point would have been world champion. Well, this is 2004. He was champion going into WrestleMania 2000. Right. So four years he'd been a top guy. Five, probably even five. You know, had maybe already five been years. the leader of DX, like yeah. top of the card guy. D- right. DX evolu- heart of evolution right yeah. now. Yeah. Yeah. So he lost to Triple H at SummerSlam, but there's no shame in losing to Triple H. At all. To even get a match with Triple H at SummerSlam, that's one of the big four, dude. Totally. That's a huge deal for him. And, and, the, H, well, tri- and that match wasn't a pushover. Triple H oh, had yeah, to work. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, shit. Yeah. Top, Triple H, would Triple H have been the, been the top guy in 2004? He would have been, right? I would say so. Because it's before Cena, right? HBK would have been back at that point. Yeah, he'd been back. We had Guerrero. So he, after WrestleMania 20, you're talking Angle, Guerrero, Triple H, HBK, Benoit, Benoit, so maybe he's a t- Orton. Those are the guys that are at the top of the card. He's Triple a top. H is right there. He's a he top had, four guy. He had been at the main event of WrestleMania 20, so absolutely. And a semi main event at 19. Right. Right. He main event at 18. Right. Yeah, right. definitely a top yeah. of the card guy. Mm-hmm. So for Eugene to just walk into a program with him, yeah, big deal. I don't want to gloss over the fact too that before Eugene made his WWE debut, twice he wrestled as Doink the Clown. No, really, he really, he did. Yes, when and once he was one half of the Conquistadors with Rob Conway. I never knew. I didn't know either of these. Yep. Wow. Shot, Shotgun just... Saturday Night. <laughs> That's why I didn't know. Yep. And you look at the body type, you're like, of course he could be doink. Like, right. Totally at the body type. As soon as you said that, mm-hmm. I was thinking he's he's built like Matt Bourne. Still jobber. Yeah. But still put into an iconic Los Conquistadors mm-hmm. and doink costume. Yeah. That's a big deal. Yeah, it is. So even walking in, like to get that match with Triple H at SummerSlam, you're like, okay, they already saw something in this guy. Yeah. Given the gimmick they saddled, well, I don't know if saddled is the right word, but not a lot of guys could make that gimmick work. Yeah, I want to give a lot of credit to Nick Dinsmore for making that gimmick work mm-hmm, and for mm-hmm. the fans while being considered heels themselves to actually boo that. Would still like <laughs> still to be able to make that work. Right. I mean, granted it wasn't Oz with Kevin Nash. That's impossible to get over. Right. But Eugene made it work. 
Yeah, you're right. And he never went too far, right? Like it didn't no, turn absolutely into, not. It's like um, what's, what's it's like a Tropic Thunder, right? <laughs> yes, Robert Downey. Yeah, he oh didn't go. God. He never went. He never went too far. Exactly. Yes. Um, yeah, he he actually, you're right. He did a really good job. He committed to the character. I think almost to the point where you were like, "Is there something a little?" Yes, right? you started a question like, "Is he playing this so well, or is yeah. he really like?" Yeah, you started a question. Right. Yeah, yeah, he was really good. Uh, so he lost the match with Triple H, but then he had a no DQ match with him a couple weeks later on Raw. Yes. And it was a Randy Orton run-in, but fuck it, it's a no DQ match. He won. He beat Triple H. How many guys can say that? It's a short oh, list. Shit. Yeah, it's a short list. Yeah. Then he went into a um, cage match with Triple H after that, and he lost and that, he lost. which nobody beats Triple H in the cage. No shame. You know, yeah. No shame. Especially a guy in his first six months. Right. And even after 04, Triple H was still going on to bigger and better things. So for Eugene right. to lose to Triple H... Not a big deal. You're still featured in a program with Triple H. That's a huge deal. There's no for a loser guy. in that. Exactly. Especially for a newbie to mm-hmm. walk in into that. That's phenomenal. Totally. Totally. Yeah. So then after that, he goes into a uh, feud with Bischoff, which was, I guess you saw that Maybe coming. You, you could expect that. There's going to yeah. be family yes. issues. Because Bischoff was pissed because things are going well for him. I right. Think, right. All, right. all embarrassing plans that he had for him backfired. Yes. So obviously, yes. because he's the authoritative figure, he's going to try to use that and he thinks he's a kung fu master right <laughs> like he wanted to fight vince yeah you know, he's like well, this vince is bischoff not eugene yeah vince wouldn't fight me i'll fight eugene yeah <laughs> with my with my karate i'll beat up my special needs nephew on tv <laughs> yeah right yeah. yeah how do you be a sympathetic character in that regard right he's a karate chop yeah. eugene yeah who's cheering for bischoff in this sense <laughs> um so they had a match at taboo tuesday which i did not see which is uh, very apropos for this episode of Taboo Booze Day. Absolutely. Um, and I didn't see who the other options were for that match, but it doesn't really matter. It doesn't matter. You knew Bischoff was going to win. But it ended up being a haircut match, so he shaved Bischoff's head. Fantastic. Or maybe that was the gimmick. Maybe that's what it was. It was, it was whoever Bischoff. loses. It was, there, it was a uh, gimmick match. You yes. had to vote on that. You vote on who gets their head shaved. Or yeah. who gets whatever stipulation, and it was head It was shaved. a haircut match. Yes. Because, you know, that's the thing with those Taboo Booze, Taboo Tuesdays and Cyber Sundays, is it was like you didn't know who was going to win, but they did sort of stack it to where you kind of... Obviously, you want to see Bischoff get his head shaved. Exactly. You know? And I don't want to jump too far ahead. Go ahead. But is it safe to say that Eugene is the undertaker of Taboo Tuesday? Because he is, is he? undefeated at Taboo Tuesday. There were only two. Okay. He beat Bischoff in 04. Okay. And he teamed with the great Jimmy Superfly Snuka, where they right. murdered their competition. That's right. And Rob Conway and Tyson Tomko at the 05 event. You're right. He is the undertaker of Taboo murdered Tuesday. Them. I'm the undertaker of Taboo Tuesday. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. You did a blow job before the show. <laughs> During the show. In rare form. Yeah. Counting that pumpkin Halloween Havoc ale. That's right. Oh, this is going to be gone by the time this episode's over. Same. Yeah. Um, and then Shotzi Jaeger for the next episode. <laughs> Twist my arm. Um, so actually, he and Regal, before that, I think, won the tag team titles. Uh, I think after after okay after some you're talking about after Taboo Tuesday yeah they won it from La Resistance won the tag team titles yeah who La Resistance by the way we ran into in a strip club in New York did we yeah I remember I didn't run into them well you were fucked up you were hammered that night dude that was when you told Shannon you only spent a hundred bucks wow as you, <laughs> as, as you were as you were taking out dollars eight through nine hundred. Why, why did you just turn heel on me during the yeah, show? She knows. She knows about No, that. she doesn't. Yeah, she does. I've told her this this years ago. You asshole. 17, 16 years ago. <laughs> also, she's in the bathroom. She can't hear me. Now you're just somebody that I used to know. <laughs> I used to call you a friend. Um, 
Then he ended up getting hurt, so they had to drop the titles. Legit busted his knee during a drop. Yeah, kick. it was like a meniscus. Yes. Right? Horrible injury. Dude. Yeah, and Regal dropped the tag team titles on a house show. Yeah. Which is always that. interesting when that happens. Well, it wasn't. I think they saddled him with like Coach as a special Some, partner I think it was. or something. Yeah. yeah. Take the place of Eugene just to get the tag titles off of him. Yeah, so he was out like six months. Yeah, it was a serious injury. Yeah, meniscus is no joke. Yep. And then he came back as a surprise at 21. Yes. We were there. We were there. And let's not overlook the fact not a lot of guys are given WrestleMania moments. They gave I'm talking. A moment. Moment. Yeah, exactly. Yes. A lot of guys are given matches. Right? right. How many WrestleMania matches have happened since the history of WrestleMania? Not a lot of guys are giving moments. And he was given a moment. I mean, pick four memorable things from that show, and that's probably one of them. Oh, from 21? Abs- Hogan coming out for me, because I'm a huge Hogan fan, is probably number one. Yeah. There were a lot of memorable matches, from Ray and Eddie at the opener to the first Money in the Bank ladder match. But for me as a Hogan fan, that is the number one memory. Especially being there live. Yeah. Real American blaring. Hogan coming to make the save against Hussein. Incredible. And Eugene was a part Hassan. of that. You can Hassan, whatever. Yeah. You can never take that away from him. Yeah, totally. Exactly. I yeah. mean, that's a big deal. Like we were saying, first, so within his first year, he's been in the ring with The Rock. He's had three matches with Triple H, and he's been in the ring with Hogan. And yeah, Muhammad as well as using their moves. Maybe with permission or not, but... Uh, was he using the leg drop? Uh, I don't know if it was within that first year, but yes, uh, he did. Oh, he's a regular he, Damien Sandow. He used the people's elbow too. Pe- people's elbow, stunner. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice. Uh, pet- pedigree on Triple H uh, during those. And uh, you don't do that without permission. Oh, absolutely. said finisher guy. Yeah. Right, right. So yeah. if you were to go back and look at guys who in their first year worked with guys, that many guys at that level... You're not going to find many. You're going to find maybe like Brock and maybe, fuck, I don't know. Like not a lot of, you know what I mean? For somebody that's saddled with that gimmick, and again, I don't know if saddled is the right word. For somebody that was given that gimmick, they're really taking care of him. Right. Yes, he's not winning every match. But again, the the talent that he's got in the ring with him is really giving him that rub to where he's a big deal. He's effectively a top guy at this point. Like yes, He's a top absolutely. probably five guy on the roster. Absolutely. Which is yes. insane. Given his character. Yes. Because you're like, are they going to make this guy world champion? Seriously. Like, crowds you... would pop on this. Not not just like on B-level um, B level matches uh, and their uh, crowds like, oh, all right. I just hope there's a good match here. From the ones that I would see with him, they were just on their feet for him. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And let's not forget PWI. They do their annual top 500. Okay. He was number 21. No shit. Yes. He ranked as high as number 21. Now that's, you may think, ah, 21, that's not. It's the entire world. taking 500 of the top wrestlers in the entire world. Yeah. In 2005, he was number 21. And probably seven or eight of the top 20 were out of Japan. You know what I mean? Well, if Meltzer was writing, yes. <laughs> yeah. But there are a lot of Japanese guys in those top lists. Yes. So I imagine exactly. in North America, he would have been maybe like number you know, 12 or 13. Yes. So yeah. that feeds into your top guy analogy that yes, he absolutely was a top guy. Yeah. Which you look is, at who's giving him the rubs. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's nuts. It's totally <laughs> that's nuts. nuts. Yes. Cause you're thinking like, where are they going with this? Are they going to make this guy the world champion? It wasn't out of the question. Not in at all. Four Oh five. You're like, I could see it. Not at all. So he comes back from injury. Um, Kurt angle does the Kurt angle invitational. He shows up to answer the challenge. Yes. Beats angle and takes his fucking gold medal. Takes his medals. 
you're like, wow, they're just picking up right where they left off, putting him right there because now Angle would Angle might be the number one guy after Cena at this point because it's after 21. Right, he's right oh, at the top of the show. When he's in wrestling, when he transitions away from Olympic gold medals to wrestling machine, he, yeah, like he found the platform. He just took it, untouchable, yeah. totally, totally. Who, who else took Angle's medals? Uh, Guerrero stole them. Yeah, that would be the list. I think so. Yeah. Uh, so again, feeding Aust- into your, your point, them, chuck them down a river. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. He yeah. was really treated as a big deal. Right. So now by like a little after or around a year since he's been there, he is a tag team champion and yep. an Olympic gold medal winner. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> he ends up losing to Angle at SummerSlam. So like that was pretty, I want to say he came back in June or July. So he yeah. lost to Angle at SummerSlam. And but again, no shame again, like losing Triple H in 04, like that's not a big deal. Very few people You're beat, still in the Angle. ring with. Yeah. Yeah. Then... Everything comes to like a fucking screeching halt. Yes. Right? He, um, painkillers are a hell of a drug. Yeah, exactly. He passes out in a hotel lobby, gets suspended. Uh, turns out he uh, passed out from somas. And this is right after Eddie had died. Right. So he was the first wellness policy violation. Yes. The first guy to get suspended for violating that. Right. And it was sort of all downhill from there. It really was. It really was. That that's pretty much the end of the happy story. Yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. He was there for a couple. He was out for a couple months. Yeah. I guess that was before they actually put in the thirty day policy for right. your first strike, which because is because like, he was back at Rumble. He was back at Rumble, but it, that was more than thirty days. It was like two months. Yeah. Um. So I, that's what I mean by he was suspended indefinitely. Right. And then he came back. He got the Rumble. Um. And they they kind of turned him into a joke after that. They end up he really was. They brought Hacksaw back to team with him. Yeah, he teamed with Hacksaw, and then he turned heel against Hacksaw. Like, yeah, he turned heel on Hacksaw. What? Yeah, he ended up having Kamala and Doink in his corner, which is funny now that you mentioned that he was Doink. He was Doink at one point, yes. Yeah, um, but he was around till September two thousand seven, so he was there like four years or three years. Yeah, so he was like there about, about three years, a little over three years. Yeah, and you um, got to think without the painkillers. What might have been, because as we've clearly established, he was supposed to be a big deal. They right. were putting him in a lot of good positions to succeed. Right. And painkillers derailed it. Yeah. And he never recovered from that wellness violation. And he never got in trouble again. It was just like he got a lot of heat. He seemed to get a lot of fucking heat that for that. That was it, yeah. And I'm sure Probably part of it... because it was the first one. I'm sure because yeah. it was the first one they're going to make an example of him. I'm sure it was also partly because it was a public thing. He passed out in a hotel lobby. Right. If he had just failed a piss test, it probably wouldn't have been as big of a deal. And let's not forget, Randy Orton failed a test yeah. shortly after WrestleMania 22. So we're only talking about five to six months after Eugene failed his. Right. We obviously know the differences of Eugene's and Randy Orton's career trajectories yeah. here. So you've got to think, was there a little bit of favoritism played there? Like they saw more in Randy Orton than I'm they sure saw there was. Eugene? And that sucks. I'm sure there was, and I'm sure part of it was Randy Orton didn't get in trouble in public. Yeah, exactly. You know, and yes. embarrassed the company. Yeah, it was a piss test. He failed. Boom. Yeah, I also wonder, um, did he get hooked on Somas after he uh, tore his meniscus? That's very You know, possible. was it that? Because I know a lot of guys, a lot of guys don't just like start doing um, painkillers and shit like that. It's because of injuries. Something they, you know, causes it. Yeah, yeah, like Angle had had, you know, so many injuries over, like, right. over his career right. that that's how that happened. I wonder if that's what happened with Eugene. You very know? possible. And he wanted to come back too soon. Like Mercury. Remember that was what happened with Mercury? Yeah. He, um, yeah. same thing, he passed out in catering, got fired. He got hooked on painkillers after he smashed his face. Right. So I wonder if that was the situation with Eugene. Very possible. Kind of, the last time we saw him was he, <laughs> he shot Mark Henry with a t-shirt uh, cannon. And <laughs> Mark, Mark Henry Hen- killed him in the He ring. bear hugged him to death. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Sucked the life out of him. Yeah, so that was kind of it 
for him. That was sort of, sort of the end of it. He did come back later, maybe 2009 or 10, when yeah. the Miz was um, Miz had been suspended. Yes. And they did a contract on a pole match with uh, what was the Calgary Kid. The Calgary Kid. Which yeah. was like the last Raw in Calgary, I think. Um, and it was Calgary Kid and, and Eugene. Calgary Kid won. Yeah. Now, the mask. If, if, okay, if Eugene had not gotten in trouble... Do you think he would have been a bigger deal than he was? Do you think he would have been like an IC champ or maybe he never a world champ? Been world champion. Okay. I'm just gonna say I, that I don't think he might have had. I see United States or IC. Title. Yes, mid card. Okay, top of the mid card for May, sure. Maybe okay. he would be a contender, but he would never win it. Okay, no, now let me I give agree. you this scenario: Would they have dropped the special needs gimmick at some point? Why though? They never did uh, to finish his career out. Just to keep because you can only go for so long with that anyway, right? So if he hadn't gotten in trouble, like that career was. How do you drop that though? Like well, suddenly yeah. he's not special needs anymore. Yeah, well, like look, Kane um, suddenly could talk with the cancer kazoo, and then suddenly he could talk without the cancer kazoo. So it's wrestling. We've <laughs> do, they've done crazier shit uh, before, but Vince right? Was the higher yeah, power. He touched Kane's you know. head and like right, made him right. better. <laughs> right. Yeah. So unless Vince yeah. touched Eugene's head and well, cured his special needs, well, maybe it would have been oh, like yeah, Homer. apparently uh, Santa Claus has the power to give Hornswoggle a voice. So you know, the, <laughs> you know, the science uh, in WWE is just amazing. <laughs> I'm I'm just surprised voice. WWE hasn't gotten a COVID uh, vaccine produced yet. <laughs> maybe it could have been like a Homer Simpson situation where they pull a crayon out of his brain. Oh, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine? <laughs> yeah. Oh, Rob. Okay. So, tell you what. I mean, I, they pulled a hand out of May Young. So. Yeah. Exactly. I think something somehow they would have written into the his character that he was cured or whatever the fuck. Cured a special that would have drawn zero heat. Cured a special needs or some. You know what I mean? Not cured, but like somehow, or they take him off TV for six months and he comes back and he's like better, but not you know normal. And then he's Dean slowly. Douglas and Matt Stryker. Taught him how to not be special needs. They're incredible teachers. Something. I think they would have slowly dropped it. You know what I mean? Oh, I think eventually dude. he would have been like a regular dude. And I think maybe he could have been a world champion. And is that just a, a remark on us as wrestling fans that we're like, sure, that makes sense. No, it makes no fucking sense. But nothing fine. makes we'll sense. Past this. Nothing in wrestling makes sense. Zero. Yeah, but that's Zero. what I'm saying. Knowing WWE in particular, I don't see any reason they wouldn't have done that. Uh, it's very possible, right? Very, very possible. With all the with all of the details that are out there with other wrestlers, I don't doubt that. Uh, I think one other comparative wrestler for this would be Festus, Luke Gallows, uh, before oh, yeah. being part of the uh, Strange Society. Jesse and Festus. Apparently, yeah. he could turn into a fucking monster at the sound of a bell. Sound of a bell. I would. I would say like there was a bit of aggression with Eugene in the same sense, not like triggered by a sound, but like you see him as playful. But suddenly, he could turn on wrestling. He'll fuck mode. you up. Yeah. 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 That was. That was kind of what was cool about him. Is like he'd get in the ring and he'd get, he was like, and he was a wrestler. You he know what I mean? He was like yes. a Kurt Angle, Bret Hart style. He didn't go in there and just start throwing punches. You right. know what I mean? He would fuck you up. Well, and later in his career, he became a trainer for NXT. Oh, so right. Obviously, yeah. they saw something in him, in mm -hmm. him that he became a trainer for the guys, the young kids. That's why I swear I remember him in the training videos with Briscoe. It's possible. You know? I don't remember it personally. Where but... where it was like before you really saw him wrestle, you saw him training, and you're like, oh shit, this guy can go. Yeah. But maybe I'm thinking of someone else. But he did finish his career strong. I think in 2014 he was let go. Something like that, yeah. And he hasn't really done much since. Yeah. But, I mean, overall... In the finite from... amount of time well utilized. Yeah, I agree. 
I agree. And one of those memorable characters, like you'll never forget Eugene. That's why he won. That's why he yeah. won Tabu Buse. Exactly. Yeah. 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 I, I don't know if I would call him a Hall of Famer. Yeah. But I would put him in the discussion. I would call him a Hall of Famer. Over Carlito. Well, we had to um, convince you on Carlito, but you're convinced on Eugene. Well, don't spoil a future episode. Well, maybe this episode will air after. I guess this episode has to air after that now. <laughs> um, you're welcome. Yeah, I just feel like Eugene was more memorable than Carlito. He won a tag team championship. Hey, Carlito never wrestled Triple H at a SummerSlam. <laughs> okay. That's right? the criteria. Damn. <laughs> yeah, that's, <laughs> that's the criteria. Did hey, you ever wrestle you Triple H? pointing out these details. Hey, like, damn. Hey, only like, ten, only like 10 people have shared the ring with Hogan at WrestleMania. <laughs> Eugene's okay. one of them. So, um, <laughs> I just remembered right now, I don't know why it took me till now to remember this, Eugene's music. Do you remember his music? It was that piano. Um, I it was don't like, remember it, his music. It was Dude, something generic. I'm no. Not, but I, I think it needs to finish this episode. It is going to finish this episode. Excellent. Um, it was almost like the Rocky music or something. Like it's very like motivational. Like you hear it and you're like. But play it on like a Snoopy piano? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's piano. Like eight keys. It was like piano with bass and drums behind it. But oh, okay. um, yeah, but it was like very like motivational music. Like you would be like like you would power walk to it or something. Oh, okay. you know what I mean? Like Vince could put a strut behind it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. All right. All yeah, right. Right. And you know, at the end of the day, really, like Eugene was supposed to be a joke character, mm -hmm. but I think it speaks volumes to the talent of Nick Dinsmore to really take that above and beyond and get the rubs that he was given. Totally. And elevate what could have really been a shitty gimmick at yeah. the end of the day. But to really elevate it to the next level and make something of it. Yeah. And be great in the ring and give us some memorable matches and a very memorable gimmick. You're totally right. We wouldn't be talking about him 15 years later if he hadn't done such a good job. Nor would no. our listeners have voted for him. Yeah. So, exactly. So definitely, like like us talking about him and you doing the votes so uh, for this episode, it just shows that he has uh, done a great impact. So... Mazel to Eugene for a great WWE career. Unlike yeah. Daniel Pewter. Fuck him. <laughs> <laughs> and Zeus. <laughs> hey, you be careful over there. Yeah, Debo. <laughs> All right. Well, well uh, we've, uh, we've covered it with Eugene. Mazel to Eugene for winning uh, this uh, Taboo Booze Day episode. Uh, let us know what you think. And then also, if we ever do this again, um, try to get... Try to get us uh, some so show suggestions so that uh, because we're not as creative, we need uh, we want to make sure that your voices are heard and we definitely want to uh, talk about it here on Taboo Booze Day uh, in the confines of the Drunker Dome. Uh, that pretty much takes care of the episode. I guess uh, along with yeah, along with Eddie and with Scott, I'm Adam. Just reminding you to. Enjoy your buzz, watch wrestling responsibly, drink like nobody's watching. Still, in the meantime, please make sure to wear your mask, wash your hands, and social distance so that we can get together in the future. Hopefully, we'll be in SoFi Stadium next year and uh, more yeah, wrestling that, adventures. Happen. Doubt it. Will happen. It, one can hope, but we'll yeah. see. That takes care of our episode. One, two, three, ring the Eugene. bell. Cheers.